Defining Connection Economy Radio. This is Tribe FM. All right, Mr. Barnes, the last in this series. So the power of free reinventing value and price and then a roundup of all 12 episodes in five minutes. Well, I don't know about um, wrapping up in five minutes, but there's so much to say. I'll tell you what, though, Jason, I think this final episode and the way that it's named particularly gives us a really good opportunity for the first time you and I to kind of have a conversation about your journey with um, the power of free yourself Mm -hmm. over the last few months, because, you know, we've been collaborating more closely. We've been great friends for many years, obviously, and uh, I've been sharing what's been going on. Uh, with the, the, you know, the development of intelligent content marketing down throughout all of those years. But, you know, fortunately, you graciously agreed to join the team a few months ago, and we've been working together quite closely. And the whole notion of power free has come, you know, squarely into mind for you now for the first time, I suspect. And also, as we are getting to the point where the messaging is being tweaked and fine-tuned, ready for sort of rolling out from December the 13th. Mm. Um, You and I have been putting sort of ideas backwards and forwards, deriving from books, really, that I've been stumbling across via Blinkist and you've been buying and consuming in total. Mm -hmm. So I thought what I'd I'd like to know, this would be a really nice idea if uh, in in the guise of wrapping up the power of free and going through it all over again, we could have a conversation about how it's been for you and what's new to you and what's you know remarkable for you and insights for you and kind of how you've grown and progressed and and, and just how you your, your your evolution of an intelligent content marketeer has been experienced so how, how about that okay right let me yeah okay I, I, I'm gonna give you the chef radio person who also did marketing PR take on it because Obviously, not like you, I suffer the lack of a formal education in anything that you would consider professional services. However, um, I do agree that businesses now rely on an online presence because when we look for something, the first place we go is to the internet. And we are lazy by nature and we will generally look for the answer to the problem we have on the first page. We might go to the second page or the third page if the content on the first page is naff um, and it doesn't answer our questions properly. So in terms of the internet as a tool in answering those things, I understand how it works. Now, having a look at it from your perspective um, or from the perspective of intelligent content marketing and the power of free in particular, The only way to get higher up those rankings is by having a considerable amount of content, firstly, and secondly, by having high-value content that Google appreciates, understands, and therefore puts closer to that natural language question that gets asked. In terms of the other elements of the power of free in in de-risking the proposition for the client, and using the science of persuasion and all of the other aspects, I see those as good business 
principles and practices, but ultimately the intelligent content marketing proposal for me is one of creating content, creating sufficient content, and using that content to dominate your niche. And by dominating your niche, I mean by answering every single question that could possibly be related to your expertise. And what you have to do is you have to understand your expertise and then only talk to that expertise. Because as as we go through the world, we look more and more for specialization and we have to to stand out, we have to be specialists of what we do. Indeed. Mm. Indeed. So Indeed. And what a Mm-hmm. Yeah, carry on. Now, I, I have questions for you, and I know that you're going to say that's the complicated uh, nature of SEO. But let me let me let me try and put it um, in, in a way that's sort of layman's language. If they if these things called spiders that Google use uh, go through your content and uh, pick through the the content to find keywords that, um, in essence, answer the question that's been asked in natural language. It must be therefore vital to have a very strong text component to your blog post or, or however you're delivering it. The problem that we have these days is that people consume a lot of content by video. So is it vital to have both on the same post? Well, let me tell you this. I would say to you it is not vital because probably only about a third of our content has got both the video and has got the text of the vernacular that's being spoken on the video on page so that Google can do its thing. Mm. That's, but that, but that's us, you know, that's reflective of us having historically not had access to cost-effective transcription resources. Mm. I'm going to suggest something else to you though. You've also got more than, more than 10,000 pieces of content now you say you can yep. you can get a fifty percent monopoly with five hundred pieces of content and with a thousand pieces of content, that would mean that you have monopolized your niche. With ten thousand pieces of content, if only a third of what you say has text, that's already three thousand pieces of content. So well, this is the beauty of yeah, well, perfect. You see, this is this is the unspoken beauty of the phenomenon that you, you when you start publishing today. Heaven knows where you're going to be 10 years from now if you continue to publish according to the ethos that you're going to put one piece of content on your website every day that's going to answer a question to help solve a problem in your niche. Mm. And what we discovered is that the the whole thing about um, adopting intelligent content marketing naturally means that you've become now a connection economy entrepreneur, which means that when you got to HaHa, you understood that you have to be a publisher so if you recognize that you have to be a publisher and realize it doesn't cost you anything except intellectual and earnest endeavor, and you're going to build this proposition, this platform on the web in such a way that it's organically going to generate relationships for you because the stuff that you're putting down there is designed to help you um, you know, uh, solve a problem for somebody that if they were standing right in front of you, you could be able to solve for them there and then, or they could instruct you professionally or however that works, but you give them what they need so that they're going to want to have a relationship. If they're going to have a relationship with anybody in relation to the problem that you exist to solve and they have 
found their way on your website and they have acquitted and, and you have acquitted yourself by being generous and giving them everything that they've needed, anticipating what they're going to require to solve that problem and deliver it to them and do it for free, then the, the potential of a relationship, a commercial relationship that might you know exist between you and that party is going to be so compellingly, profoundly in your favor that over time it's all just going to deliver up to you. So you simply carry on publishing one piece of content every day. And after a while, you get into a groove and a formula. And I got it down to about 30 minutes at one point, to be really frank. Yeah. Over time, that content platform, you know, evolves into other ways for you to be able to materialize your IP and your solutions. And you can, you can sub-niche it and, and you can do like DIY kits and extension kits, like if you're in the immigration space, hmm. you know, you can... You can think about different configurations of your knowledge and know-how, and WordPress allows you to do that really easily. And every one of those things that you produce in WordPress, you know, is configured in the Oust SEO plugin thing at the back end in, in a way so that it's going to present itself as an answer to a natural language question. Mm. And and as you continue to do that, it just compounds over time. And what we discovered is that, yeah, 500 pieces of content that's if you produce one piece of content every day for 500 days, which is about a year and a half. You're half of your way to a monopoly. You're generating revenues by, well by then. Now you've only got another 500 pieces of content to get to 1,000. Once you're at 1,000, if your content competitors have not responded to what you're doing in the way that you are and being 10 times better than you, at 1,000 pieces of content, they're effectively going to have to seed the ground and the monopoly is yours. So a thousand pieces of content doesn't have to take that long to get, right? Three and a half years all told. If you really hustle, if you've got resources to help you, you know, you could perhaps have that time. But our standing proposition is that to be successful with intelligent content marketing, you don't have to do anything other than just copy what we did, mm. right? Because we started it from nothing and we've, we're building a monopoly with no money invested, just as a result of the free stuff that's available on the web, including our IP now, which wasn't available to us 10 years ago, obviously, mm. and all the resources via WordPress. And, and, and you know, you can literally get yourself, you know, a, a, a business built on the web for less than 100 US dollars that only now needs your time, effort and energy into publishing content. Mm. And that will then inevitably go on to dominate organic search and, 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 and you'll win, you'll win big time. So 10 years later, I've got 10,000 pieces of content. What does that say about us? Well, we haven't had to continue to publish in Hong Kong immigration to the tune of 10,000 pieces of content. I only need now to actually update it quite rarely, in fact, because so many the questions that have come in now have been answered in so many various ways before. There's very little point in me actually... Um, you know, producing a full new piece of content to answer that particular question in, in that slightly different way because the totality of the knowledge graph was mapped, you know, it's quite some moons ago. Mm. So I recycle and I, I look at stuff that I published seven or eight years ago when it's time for me to do an update and then I look at it as and say, right, is this evergreen content? Is the law still good? Can I publish it fresh today with a you know, lick of paint on? Yeah, I can. So I might spend one or two minutes just doing that and then I can republish it. Mm. And so in actual, in actual fact, what we're doing is we're not producing new immigration content now. We've turned our attention into these other logical adjacencies, you know, and that means that we're in the hands of intelligent content marketing and the Encyclopedia of Intelligent Content Marketing and Monopoly Tribe, you know, all those other digital assets that we, you know, we've been building over the last few years that speak to the storytelling 
needed to get the idea of intelligent content marketing to spread. So, so that that's all flown organically out of you know the appreciation of intelligent content marketing as we've materialized it and turned it into an idea virus, and then and then developed a completely you know uh, of the age connection economy entrepreneur proposition, where you give all your IP away for free. Um, recognize there are some people that want to pay and don't want to pay. Those people who do want to pay, what is it that they're not able to get from the mere IP? Well, they're not able to get the kind of the community that goes with the proposition that is now reflected in Monopoly Tribe. And so we invented Monopoly Tribe, or we designed Monopoly Tribe to be from the as a community first at core proposition. So you know the 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 the, the DNA of the, the Monopoly Tribe proposition, or the life case studies of David Bruce and Elspeth Ray. Who were gray hair, gray hair industrial economy connection, uh, industrial economy entrepreneurs, that you know recognized that the world had changed and they were they were wide open to new and interesting ways of actually you know monetizing their know-how for the connection economy and and we're telling their stories as you know live, mm. and it's all being revealed and disclosed from the moment they got that when they got to haha to where they are now you know several years later so it's not just our story. It's the story of these other businesses, and indeed, ultimately, the whole of the monopoly tribe. So, so, so that proposition has, has flown organically and naturally out of everything that we've been doing in Hong Kong immigration, and and it's a it's a kind of a contrived logical adjacency because we in, we knew that we could configure our, what we'd learned about intelligent content marketing in such a way to deliver it so that an idea would spread, and and knowing that the best way. The best way to market a business is to tell the story of the business that's going on. But in the final analysis, it's really all about um, being having something that other people don't have and then sharing it with them in an actionable way through an act of generosity, creating a relationship and then commercializing that relationship by doing what Seth Golding encourages us all to do, which is to find um, find products for our customers rather than customers for our products. Mm. And where should one go? to get started with this good sir um buildamonopoly.com there we go that mr barnes is 12 great shows covering the power of free i think we got it all um we got it all nailed didn't we? we're all updated now we had the first session in 2015 and then we had the update with Simeon, those uh, one-to-one interviews with Simeon in 2017, and we've um, brought it up to date for 2020, right at the end of the year, no less, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, just before the end of the year. It's a good wrap. What have we... Yeah, yeah. So uh, what have we got coming up future series? We've got Seth Golding 101 we're going to bring to Tribe FM. We've got... Um, I We've want, got the Daily Dose, which we're going to bring to Tribe FM. Yeah, and I'm, I'm working on something called Soundbite. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, where in 30 seconds you succinctly answer a poignant question. I'd be delighted to. Here's another idea. Look at us, you know, <laughs> brainstorming live on air. Um, I bought. Um, I finally got my hands on on the practice Seth Golden's new book, and it's about the whole book, nothing but vi- the book. <laughs> it's about uh, about two hundred and fifty vignettes and observations, and uh, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I I think I think I think that there's uh, there's a lot of mileage in uh, you and I perhaps producing a series discussing some of those vignettes because they are a collection of 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 his 
of his best ideas, which by his own admission, you know, he said half of what he's published in the last 10 years is, is rubbish, but the other half has become really quite good. And <laughs> the stuff that's really quite good is, is coalesced into the tome called The Practice. And in The Practice, what he's discussing, Jason, is kind of like what it takes to be a connection economy entrepreneur, really, when you get right down to it. Not through not through the prism of intelligent content marketing, but just in terms of how you, how you have to be at ha-ha. Right. And you have to understand that it's about making art and putting yourself out there and, and, and taking taking risks and and all the kind of stuff that you, you know, will be will, will be alien to you when you first become a connection economy entrepreneur. And you and you, you're going to be encountering it for the first time and you're not going to have the emotional repertoire. Uh, at ready hand to be able to sort of process the kind of things you're encountering for the first time, mm. other than, you know, the entrepreneurial resolve, which is get your bloody head down, get on with it, right? You've kind of, if you've made the decision you're going to do this, that's that's 90% of, of the battle win. The rest is just application and, and, and being smart about the decisions that you make. Mm. But anyway, I think that... Um, uh, there's there's mileage in us potentially if you if you want to um, get that onto your uh, your hit list of things for us to explore. Just going through uh, his big ideas uh, inside the practice, and uh, and then we can do a whole series on what it takes to you know to be practically successful uh, through the you know the prism of um, of Seth Godin's observation focused observations on on what it takes to to be successful with this kind of stuff. So is that another book I have to buy? You see, th this is how it works. I read the 275-page version. You do the Blinkist. <laughs> because I find well, all of the value in the 260 pages because I don't like reading a 10-page book. Well, I don't, I don't take anything away from that at all, and I encourage you to carry on reading and do your best work. For me, I'm at that juncture now where I, I need I need new new ideas from 39,000 feet that can steer me in the right direction and then I can hone in on stuff that uh, is worthy of, of, of you spending your time <laughs> like you're doing actually getting down in the weeds <laughs> and figuring it all out. Um, <laughs> we'll leave it there. Efficiency, right? Uh -huh. But my own learning, I find the analogies that they don't put into the blinks really where the story is. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, the storytelling par excellence. I'm I'm more more laser focused, right? I'm I'm looking for ideas, and the thing, the the ideas that come out in Blinkist, I I, I know what they're trying to say. I may not have the, the the full grounding in why it's all come together in the way that it is that you naturally glean from the anecdotes and whatever by reading around the subject matter. Um, but I, I just find that once I've had, uh, you know, access to the ideas, the light bulbs go on, and I know immediately. Hang on, there's areas there that I can, synth I can synthesize a, the wheat from the chaff, and, you and then are apply, such a apply snob. the idea. Right? You are such a snob. This, this is, this is in essence what it is. I take a bag of crisps and I open the bag of crisps and I eat them and I go, ooh, delicious. You take the bag of crisps, you read it, and you say salt and vinegar. I know what that tastes like, and you chuck away the bag. So that's your blinker, your blinkest version of eating crisps. I've read the packet. Well, it, well <laughs> but okay. you haven't you haven't but, had the pleasure of eating the crisps. No, but what I have done is I'm sick and tired of eating crisps <laughs> because I spent ten years feeding my face. All my my time these days is 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 spent on YouTube. To be honest, looking for new and interesting ideas that are coming out of uh, out of YouTube land. I'm mm. I'm definitely hunting and pecking, and and, and blinkers is is fantastic because. 
I can go to my Twitter feed and I can see what Entrepreneur and Inc. have to say about, you know, top 10 books for this, top, top, top 10 books for that. So, so there's kind of curation going on for me there. So I don't have to, you know, wander around where the golden nuggets might lie. And then once I've had an opportunity to sort of have my attention drawn to they might be interested in that particular book, I'll then go to Blink and see if they've got it. And then 10 <laughs> minutes later, I've read it. I listen to it at half speed and it's done. I can do 10 books oh, a day. Oh, no. So you, you don't even read, you listen. Oh, Mr. Barnes. What is the word? Oh, look, I've, I, I, can assure, I can assure you, mate, I'm a very, very well-read man. <laughs> I, However, don't, I don't dispute it. However, but you, you're a more listened man now. Uh, well, yeah, it's the easiest way for me to consume, really, on the go. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. There's a whole podcast in that, I suspect. <laughs> right, so see you on the next series. Cheers. Take care.